Blog Talk Radio. Totally between the three of you guys, uh, well, girls and guy, uh, you got you will answer the questions, and you're trying to beat each other because uh, ATAZP got some money on this, and I'm putting a nine a new shiny twenty dollar bill out for you guys. Whoever wins this competition. A twenty dollar bill. And we are in a recession, so please bear with me. Down in way again. Rolanda. Okay, I am going to go with she said eighty. Characters in movies. Um there's a lot of women actresses in movies. So I'm going to say slightly lower than that. And I'm going to go, look, I sound like I'm on um, the million dollars. Jeopardy, hell yeah. <laughs> look, I would like to ask the audience. Oh, okay. All right. She bought it. So I, I, I uh, really enjoyed it. And I walked up in the line. I know we had never met before in person. Talked to her many times. It was awesome to meet you. Yeah, same here. And I'm just like I said, when you get to your church, you need to let me know. And I, I know, hey, when you speak it in existence, you know, you speak it, it comes in existence. So I'm just, I'm just saying, when you get your church, don't worry, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna know anyway. <laughs> It'll be on one of these websites. <laughs> I'll be like, well, I guess I'm going to our church right now. That's funny, but yeah, I I truly appreciate you for that because I just thank you for that support because I was a, a ball of nerves, but God moves, you know. How wife to be looks. I mean, I need to know what Miss TAZ is going to look like. I have a picture, yes, here. All women have their backs turned in a long Indian dress. Which back is hers? The big back. Yes. <laughs> Man, she's got a big Nagabi. <laughs> Carrying over the threshold, I may need a wheelbarrow. <laughs> you black man like big box? I heard songs. Baby got the back. Baby got the back. I like big box and I can't Hold up. Nice. Hold up, sir. Money a lot. Uh, version. I should have sent y'all the new version, but it's cool. <laughs> hey, uh, I got a question. What uh-huh. promoted to put that dial tone all the way through there? <laughs> I'm like, it, I said, oh, my God. They just hooked the dial tone up. Now, it, was, yeah, it was my idea because I'm like, I want people to almost find it annoying. Like, damn, I sure hear that a lot because, I mean, you hear it a lot anyway on your phone, but it's like to hear it through a song. It's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 20, 30 minutes. If you go on 70, no, 30 minutes out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, because I did it. <laughs> All the way through Steubenville, me and Billy Anderson drove 70 miles an hour, made it in 30 minutes downtown Pittsburgh, uh, tri-state area where Pittsburgh, West Virginia, and Ohio meet on the river. Um, shoot them up, bang, bang town. Many Chicago was what they call it. Yeah. Death all around. And anything about ready to jump off at any time. For real. Yeah, and that's the place we call home. Wow. Check and you call out. it that with purpose. With purpose and meaning, because my mom and dad's there. <laughs> we, he, we didn't have no money. 
And here's the speech I here's the speech I gave DJ. We ain't got no money. All I got is forty dollars for gas. That's when gas was low. We ain't talking about just now, right? We talking about years ago in ninety in ninety six, ninety seven, early ninety seven. Uh, at least twenty years ago. Okay. <laughs> and gas was low. You could ride forty dollars and go all the way back down south. I said oh, I only yeah. got forty dollars. We can't eat. No, we can't eat. I said, now I know this girl in Louisville, and if she don't look good. We ain't staying here, but if she look good, I'm gonna ask her to cook us so. though. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole time, so time you boy, please look good, please. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Turner, let's get this in For real, for real, I'm for real in the mud. Let's get this in the movie and get uh, one of these uh, young, uh, up-and-coming hip-hop artists to play uh, Chris. Let's do this, man. I agree, and that's that's what we're shooting for too. And just being able to tell, you know, give an alternate, you know, an alternate to, to our story in terms of hip-hop. So, correct. Well, I appreciate you for coming on. Like I said, uh. I will stay in contact with you and uh, definitely check on you from time to time. And when that next book come out, my brother, uh, make sure you hit me up so I can oh, get a hold of him. I'm one of your number one fans now. Oh, man, I appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm a fan of the show, too. This is, you know, probably one of the best interviews I've, I've had. You guys are, are, you know, absolutely great. I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you do. These type of venues are absolutely important because it helps artists such as myself, you know, to for us to get to that next level. But greets really Like I said, I seen you coming through that door with that pretty smile. Debbie, don't hit me in the head with a brick. It's just entertainment, girl. Just entertainment. I got stuck in, a, stuck in Atlanta trying to drive, and the battery went out. And I called you because back then they had car phones. We didn't have no cell phones. We yeah. used that car phone, and it was dying. It was on its last end. I said, don't yeah. hit me because your girl is cold out <laughs> we were stuck. I said, I'm stuck on 85. I don't know where we at. <laughs> it was dark out there, man. <laughs> Come get me. Everybody else I see on the line, uh, DJ, you in the house? I'm here, babe. Live on Blog Talk Radio, your host TAC, and I know the intro's long, but uh, people call in late. That's why we have the intro that long. I have in the <laughs> on the line in the building, Mark Lacey, poet, author, producer. He's got so many hats that he wears, and also my co-host Tess. Tess will be on the show today, and we finally connected for the first time in a while. Hopefully, we'll do it a little That's bit earlier and more often. How's definitely. everybody doing? Great. All right. Good evening. Good evening. Awesome. <laughs> Great to be here. 
Mark, uh, we ain't talked it about, i say about almost close to a year and a half. I always have you on the show every year, and we always do a poetry corner where you read a couple of your pieces, I read a couple of my uh, lyrics to different songs, and we have a guest, uh, a guest that's doing poetry along with us, and all three of us take turns and go back and back and back and back and forth. But uh, this is the first time, I want to say it's the first time that we actually did just like an interview. When I first did an interview, when I first had you on the show, and we talked about, brother, I've known you since, what, 2004, five. It's been a, you've yeah, been on the show, you might as well be, you might as well be a, a guest host, because you've been on the show a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's, uh that time has flown by, man. Fifteen years, fifteen, sixteen years. Yeah. When I first got married, I remember. You came and I I met you <laughs> at uh for Sisters Only. For Sisters Only. Expo. Yeah. yeah. Down in Atlanta. At the World Congress Center. And I walked up on right. you, seen your seen your books, seen your CDs, I bought a C D and a book. And then we've been friends ever since then, so it's been a long time. You came to a couple of my house parties and performed when you could. Normally your homecoming right. for your for your college would be going on the same weekend, so we would clash with that a couple of years and you couldn't come because you were DJing, I think, and hosting and doing your thing at, at your homecoming. So it's good to have you now because as I looked at a lot of stuff that you do, I, I'm like, I'm lucky I had the show on Thursday because you do everything, <laughs> dog. All week, right. all week long, I said, well, I'm glad I got him. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, when we're living in this new virtual world, I did not realize how much how much busier I would be uh, because, uh, you know, scheduling and logistics and, and uh, everybody's doing everything virtually now. And so, uh, and then, you know, you're part of a bunch of weekly different productions and shows, you look at your calendar, it fills up quick. And then not to mention, you know, telework and and all of that. It's like everything is virtual now. And so, um, you know, the time the time really has to be budgeted. And so it, it took me a minute to get accustomed to it. I was like, wow, man, I'm like double booking stuff and missing stuff. And I was like, this, uh, I got to get myself together for this uh, this new virtual world. Well, that's a whole hell of a lot better than being, you know, sitting out there waiting for the work to come. That was actually going to be one of my questions. You are into so much that is so much face-to-face. Uh, I, I wondered mm-hmm. how this pandemic affected you. So it sounds like, you know, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're doing fine. <laughs> well, well. I mean, that, that is a good question. See, there are some things that I'm involved in now that I was not really uh, anticipating or expecting. Well, first and foremost, really? nobody, nobody, could, nobody could foretell uh, or forecast the length of uh-huh. time in which we would be in this particular state. You know, oh, my uh, God, you're no, so right. You know, nobody could tell. I mean, like when, you first, when things first started escalating uh, in the spring and then the summer, uh, I mean, escalating like to to where it was starting to impact 
uh, certain systems, so on and so forth, uh, uh-huh. you know, people had their own notions and thoughts, you know, regarding how long, well, you know, it's March now. I think we'll be back, uh, in, you know, full swing at the end of July, blah, blah. I mean, there, there, there was no way to know. And so uh, there were some things uh, that uh, I had uh, put off previously under normal times because I just did not have the time to uh, actually invest into getting it tweaked and developing an outline and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to have had my own, my own uh, pseudo talk show years ago, you know, uh-huh. via uh, video or live or what have you. Uh, I was forced to do it because of uh, the pandemic, which is a blessing in disguise, but I just did not know how much more busy or how much busier I would be because, you know, you have to do research, uh, write treatments, uh, uh, you know, send emails and text people uh, to make sure that you're prepared. And then uh, on the online sports show that I have on, uh, that I participate in on Wednesday night, got to do homework Uh for that, got to watch games. And so, um, it, it is time consuming. Uh, and whereas I'm sitting up here, you know, I spend 90% of the day in my office at home. Uh, it seems like you have a lot of time on your hands, but you really don't because your, your perspective of time changes when you're, con- when you're confined as opposed mm-hmm. to you running a regular schedule out and about in the community. Well, isn't that the truth? I understand about booking shows, talking to different people to come on the show. Uh, we got to a point where I was doing it when the time I had you on, I hired somebody to actually do all the booking and everything for me while I was at my regular day job, you know. So I understand what you're talking about because it, it's, it's a lot of extra work that you do behind the scenes to put out these shows and uh, different things that you do, different projects. And I was tripping about the when I seen you doing sports talk. I said, "Man, he's just doing everything." But we'll talk about that later. I want to play one of these four uh, cuts that you sent me, and the first one I want to play is the one that had the longest title. When it comes to your city, and I was like, "I need to hear this." When it comes, but I didn't listen to it. But I I want to hear it. That's why I want to play it first. So explain it before I play. It. Okay, well, you know, I kind of don't want to give it away too much because okay. it's it, uh, because the title is kind of misleading, and and it would take the fun out of it if I if I gave the the the, uh, the theme away. But okay, put I, I'll put it to you like this: uh, when it comes to your city, it's based upon something that everybody and their mother goes through. And there is no blueprint for it. You have to figure it out when it happens. That's all I can say about it. Okay. Now I'm interested. Here we go. Here we go, Winnie. When it comes to your city.
coming to your city. Just like that relative who pops in without calling. And just like something that can make you cry without bawling. It doesn't make sense. But while you're contemplating what just happened, it takes over like the repo man and his crew gathering outside your crib to seize your whip as you trip. Like you've been on time with your payments. But you cannot produce any invoices, receipts, or statements. Surprise, 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 like Gomer. You're about to go through a dark odyssey like Homer. And when it grips you, it kills your insides. And you're sure to be a goner. Your heart, your body, your mind. You are no longer the owner. to be specific, but specifically speaking, I might as well tell you before it begins wreaking havoc and sneaking sucker punches, making you feel spastic as drastic measures have to be taken. I wish heart condoms Trojan would start making, protecting it from the pain projecting from hurt feelings, because heartbreak is a mother, and on top of that, you're non-stop on the blow pop because you are a straight sucker who fell when hell was right below you. Should have looked down before you fell in love. And now you find out the hard way that you're unfit like OJ's glove. Welcome to the club. Nobody else wants you because no one is on your arm flaunting you. Your heartbeats all died in a broken rhythm. The visitor center didn't tell you what hit them. Never play around with love. Non-stop on a blow pop because you're a straight <laughs> sucker. I love the lyrics. <laughs> I love the lyrics, bro. <laughs> that was, that was, okay, I understand why you couldn't explain it. But yeah, I understood it once I heard it. Loved it. Uh, do you want to give a shout to the people who produced it, who helped do the music and whatnot? Oh yeah, uh, man. Uh, my my partners in crime in the production arena for numerous years. Uh, uh, producer, singer, songwriter Gloria Betts, 
and uh, producer, singer, songwriter, uh, Kanita Rogers. Um, they uh, yep. have been very instrumental in uh, my uh, poetry slash spoken word production career. I had uh, Kanita on the show about two months ago. She, mm. hey, she's top right. Now you got you to gotta call and, and probably arrange time because she's a wanted lady. She's bad. Oh, yeah. Very talented, man. Very talented. Very skillful. Yeah. I love, I love talking to her. Uh, Tess, did you, you uh, got the drift of that song, what he was talking about, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That I have to tell you, I love the sound of that. It was, um, mm-hmm. it's it's almost, uh, I don't know. It felt almost eighties. Um, I think because of the the um, the repetition of the the that 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 da da da. I I don't know where that's coming from for me, but that was awesome. Well, you know, to your to the point of your your reference there, mm-hmm. uh, myself, Kanita, and Gloria were all uh, huge fans of eighties, nineties R and B. Ah, and and again, but it, that was not uh, it was not our intent to do that. Maybe it just happened that way because. Uh, you know, we were always big fans of that type of music. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I am, I, and but what I what I don't try to do is try to take quantum leaps and, and force fit sounds into different eras. But I uh-huh. would be lying if I were to hit up, sit up here and say that 80s bass lines didn't influence me, uh, 70s, mm-hmm. 80s, 90s love songs lyrics didn't influence me, and the uh-huh. uh, the feel of the song, the arrangement of those uh, songs during that era when we actually had R&B. And uh-huh. uh, also that is during the time where the bass line was like one of the most signature sounds of the song. And if you did not know that song, you knew the bass line. And exactly. So you knew the bass line or the rhythm or the melody. Yeah, yeah. That you you nailed it. It's the feel of it and the uh, the arrangement that it's not uh, rich. You know there aren't layers and layers and layers of sound which you come to come by later. It's um, right. you know you can you can pick out that that one line that drives it all the way through there. Mm-hmm. Now Google got a a hum app where you can hum in your phone, and it'll pick up the song and gives you a percentage of how correct they are by picking the song that you're trying to hum. Because there's a lot of times, really? I didn't know the name of the song, I didn't know the group, but I could <laughs> hum it. And just and I used to go to a little place in our hometown, because Tess is from the same area, at the mall, where this elderly white lady, I used to hum the music, at the at the <laughs> National Record Mart, and she'd be like, "Oh, oh that's Parliament Funkadelic, Row 86." <laughs> I'd be like, "What? <laughs> How did you know?" <laughs> but they got a and they turned her into an app on Google, 
Hey, you just need to go. I'm getting ready to get it on my phone. There's a hum app, and you just hum the music. And if your music is registered and all that, it'll come up, and then they'll pick whatever you're trying to hum. It's amazing. <laughs> when you said that, test about mm-hmm. the bass line, I was like, oh, yeah, you could just hum that or have that in your head all day long. <laughs> I, I like that. When it comes to your city, I can sing that, too. So... I, I like I love that song. I wanted to ask you yep. well, how did they get you on the go on go on Marcus? Yeah, something to add to that. Okay, well I, I the, the line in my opinion that was a dead giveaway when it said uh Trojan heart condoms should uh, it, it said uh heart <laughs> condoms Trojans should start making. Yeah. To protect I got it when it So that that that's the dead giveaway. <laughs> Uh, how did you get involved doing the pregame sports talk show? Well, you know, I've been an avid sport. Okay, so that, that's a good question, Taz. Let, and let me break this down because I always end up uh, explaining this, like when I'm doing my workshops and everything. Um, first of all, everything is about branding, right? And so mm-hmm. – uh, when you're a speaker, writer, producer, that that's the I, in in 2018 I I went from poet, author, lecturer to speaker, writer, producer because I thought it was more all encompassing. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, with that said, when you think about uh, the moniker speaker, writer, producer, okay, it sounds very vast. All things speaking, all things writing, all things production, but most of what I've been doing for the past 20 and 25 years has something to do with speaking, writing, or production. And I said, you know, this is me. This is the essence of who I am, anything speaking, anything writing, anything production. When I, I've always been an avid sports fan. You know, Taz, you and I have never really got a chance to, like, talk about that aspect of our lives. I know years and years and years ago, you know, we shot basketball in, in your backyard there. Uh, but we, right, we never really right. sat. We, we 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 were consumed so much with music and production. Uh, we never really got a chance to sit down and talk about, uh, you know, sports. You know, outside of our favorite team, and Dallas Cowboys. Sports, Dallas Cowboys. That's right. And so that's my favorite there, team too. So that's all I know. And and and, and so uh, when I graduated Alabama A and M, I was asked to come back and uh, do color commentary for a basketball game. Uh, some people were trying to get me interested in doing the football games as well. Uh, I've always wanted to uh, inspire people uh, with my voice. And so when, whenever we do the, the pregame sports talk, which is long overdue, and a lot, a lot of people don't know this, but I've made guest appearances on other online shows, sports shows, Years mm-hmm. before the pregame sports talk, but it was not consistent. Pregame sports talk, we're doing this every week. It was a big production. And so um, we, uh, it, it's an op- it, it kills two birds with one stone. It's a production. And during this, uh, uh, this new virtual world in which we're living, for those people using these different platforms, Zoom and, and uh, Teams and all of that, you, got, you have to, there are some technical quirks that you have to figure out. And in the act of figuring those quirks out and applying certain things, that's production. 
uh, when, when, you're, when you're prepping, when you go over your outline, that's production. Of course, when you get on and you're talking, I consider every moment that I'm doing my commentary, because it's four of us, myself, uh, Eric Gray, Corey Cobb, and Chris James, we have our topics assigned to us. We have to research those topics and talk intelligently to those topics. And you can't go a weekend in football season without watching games, getting your intel, then reading the Monday morning quarterback uh, uh, commentaries <laughs> and so on and so forth. And so, uh, and also we talked about the sports social issues and the impact uh, that it's having as well. Um, players and athletes having their voice, using their voice in these, in these uh, challenging times. So that's speaking. Okay, so whenever we do the sports show, that's production and that's speaking. And my title is speaker, writer, producer. Okay, so my and, – and I always tell people what my why is. Now, none of us should be going about trying to influence anybody without knowing what our why is. We have to know our why like in an elevator pitch. You should think about your why every day. Your why is what drives you. So my why as a speaker, writer, producer is – to optimize my brand as an influencer by illustrating to others how to have strong faith, develop a quality process for success, and be consistent about it. And so uh, I think it is incumbent upon uh, influencers to walk the talk. And so everything that I do is speaking, is writing, and production, whether I'm uh, publishing books, writing manuscripts, uh, writing poetry, performance, spoken word, uh, doing a workshop or doing a, a, a speech through Zoom or what have you, speaking, writing, producing. And it's not something that I would try to embark on, uh, uh, try to uh, impart on the next person, uh, but it's, it's the essence of me, and I'm not going to fight that, but what I will tell them, listen, I don't believe in, some of these speakers saying, find that one thing and do that one thing. If you are well-versed in various areas, you only have one life. So uh, it's up to you. Now, mind you, if, you know, black folks got a million talents, right? You can't make money doing 100,000 talents, okay? And, and you shouldn't right. try to use every talent that you've been blessed with to make money. However, that's an individual decision. And when 2020 hit, hit us like a ton of bricks, that, that meant every norm was pushed off the table. However, the basic rudiments of success are still there. With or without social media, before social media, some of us were uh, influencers. And to me, those three mm -hmm. ingredients, you have to have faith, a process, and consistency. To me, your brand and your brand development uh, is uh, the, 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 the magnitude of success that you have with your brand and your brand development is all about your process. In your process, you are walking the talk. Okay. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Tess, do you have anything to ask? I know you said you had a few things you wanted to ask. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, Mark, about what you just said, um, mm -hmm. wow, that's um, that's a different perspective than I've heard from most motivational speakers. Because as you noted, they'll tell you, find that one thing that, that really, you know, ignites your passion, and that's what you do. 
And you are so right. So many of us don't have just one. There are there are other things in the in the in the basket of things that makes us who we are that we love to do. So why not do them as you can? I love that. Right. Now now mind you when it comes to success, we have to understand that there are there there is a large percentage of things that happen in a subjective fashion. There are a lot uh-huh. of things that make us uniquely different. That is like there are a lot of unwritten things about our talents and our past that you just can't uh, provide an overlay for. Um, you know, like for instance, uh, you know, when you listen to Les Brown, Tony Robbins. Eric Thomas, mm-hmm. you know, they have some key, and uh, those are just three. Uh, uh, Tom Billy is another uh, person that I listen to a lot. Uh, they have several power phrases that you'll never forget. Uh, I know Les Brown likes to emphasize uh, finding that, that one talent based on his past. But uh, Les, Les Brown's a life was not defined by one thing. You know, Les Brown was a a, 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 a house representative in the state of Ohio. Les Brown was mm-hmm. a disc jockey. Les Brown was a door-to-door TV salesman. Oh, no, so, that I didn't uh, know. <laughs> he, yeah, and, and, and so Les Brown, uh, and, and he also, Les Brown was like one of the first people to come out with a series of tapes when they were still using eight millimeter tapes. Um, and, and, uh, you know, a lot of his speeches were recorded in the MLM arena. Not, not that he was an MLMer, but he was a motivational source. And so, uh, but his, it, they just needed that spark. Brown provided that spark. And so one quote that he and, – and, and forgive me if I'm going, like, way off time, way, way off time. No, not at all. But one, <laughs> one, quote, one quote that stuck with me – well, two quotes that stuck with me with Les Brown. If it's hard, do it hard. And he also said that um, the universe always responds to the man or the woman who refuses to be denied. Oh, yeah. And, and, That's and, the one I know. Con- consistent. Whatever you do. Be consistent. And that's why I just try to tell some of my younger brothers and sisters, look, you can't be consistent for a day if you can't be consistent for five minutes. If you change your mind every two and three minutes, you just stick to it. Sometimes you have to stick to it when nobody believes in you. That's you right. Know, you, you have to, yeah. if, you run it, just, if you compare your life to a running back on a football field, you have to go for that goal line even if you can't even see the goal line. You have to act like that goal line exists every day and lunge for it. <laughs> and like uh, and, and, and Anthony Hamilton Anthony Hamilton said sometimes you mm-hmm. got to walk alone. That means you got to have big faith. Right, right. Um well I'm gonna be consistent and try to play all four of your tracks that you sent me, okay. bro. And <laughs> I wanna <laughs> I want to play the the one track that's called Engagement. Can you explain mm-hmm. that before I play it? Okay, that's basically uh, basically kind of like a falling in love track. You know, brother meets a, a, a hottie, and uh, instead of just lunging at her, 
He wants to uh, embody the essence of all of the essentials that it takes for a man and a woman to be together. And of course, he happens to be a wordsmith and a, and a spoken word artist. So he's gonna put it. He, he's gonna put it in, in in pretty word terms. And men, look, listen. Men know that women are suckers for words, right? So might as well pretty it up. And so <laughs> uh, when when I when I played it for uh, one of the producers that helped out with it, she had never heard it in its. Uh, she didn't. She never heard it in its final form. And when she heard it in its final form. When she heard the mix down version, she was like, that is a spring, summer, feel-good song. And we all know, listen, uh, under normal conditions, uh, black folks, whenever the winter passes and it gets into March and April and folks start getting outdoors and, you know, sundresses, stilettos, and seer sucker <laughs> suits, that is our time of year. Right. You know, just like you, you know, uh, walking on the pier for those who drink, and you got some cognac in your hand, catching the breeze, got a stogie, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just, it's all about feel good, and, and the elements are making you okay. feel good. So, all right, Mark Layton, engagement. Grab me like hands on handle. The radiance is warmer than the flames of candles sitting atop the mantle of a fireplace on a cool winter's day. And all I can do is pray that your attention will stay with me and not play with me. And maybe just spend the day with me at the park. And even with no street lights, it would seem like your spirit's light will shine even in the dark. And all I want to do is get a chance with you And hit a home run out the park with the bases loaded Blowing kisses to each other and they can be candy coated And even though I hate politics, I just want you to know that I voted for you Voted to be my main engager And if this were the 80s, you could beat me or hit me on the sky pager Maybe we can stage a break-in Let me steal your heart, then you could be taken And that way if another tried to holler at you, there would be no mistaken identity Our love would be long-lasting like infinity And gravity could hold us down And I could hug you, love you, dab it up with you and even give you the pound Me and you would be real cool Spending all day making waves, whether in and out of the pool Or maybe the ocean, our boat will be rocking With true love and devotion You got me engaged like 650 is the minimum wage but nothing about you is minimum. You're like a fresh new year in the millennium. Your history in the making, like 90s, 486s, and pentiums. And there's only so many pleasant synonyms in the world. And you are more than just a good girl. Solid like asphalt on the pavement. And I just wanted to thank you for your engagement.
Yo, yo, this is poet, author, Mark Lacey. That's M-A-R-C-L-A-C-Y. And you are listening to A-T-A-Z-P, recorded live right here in the A-T-L. Don't forget to check me out at www.marklacey.com. That's www.marclacy.com. Read about the critically acclaimed, the looking heart, poetic expressions from within, and reflux. And don't forget to keep it locked at A-T-A-Z-P, recorded live. Remember that, Mark? Long time ago. I do. Came to the house, did it, in the, did it in the studio. That was a million years ago. Yeah, like the back in the MySpace days. I certainly remember it, man. The show. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you need. Uh, I'm gonna challenge you to do another one, man. Just do another drop, though. And I'll be playing okay, it periodically because I still put. I still play it. I just didn't play it because you are. I play it every now and then. <laughs> Well, other guests okay. are on, so it don't matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tess, right. you have any? Yeah, I love that song too, Engagement. Uh, Tess, oh, man. Do you have anything? <laughs> um, you get two things, actually. First of all, um, mm-hmm. Mark, your, your mentioning of sundresses and stilettos, mm-hmm. wow, that came through in that song. That is exactly. That was the feel. You could feel her sauntering down the down the boardwalk with that song. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. I love it. Um, tell me, of all the things that you do, you know, you are in mm-hmm. a lot of things, and from what I can see, you're doing them well. What, I don't want to ask you about what is your favorite, but what is the one that you you have to work the hardest at? Hmm. Oh, uh, man, uh, the publishing aspect, trying uh-huh. to, is not, is not necessary. And, and of course, uh, right, publishing poetry and publishing fiction are two completely different worlds. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's writing and then writing articles. Like uh, I've got like three projects, three writing projects that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Got a book of quotes. I uh, got the third uh, installment of a trilogy, and I'm, I'm trying to finish up my poetry vault. Just trying to release my entire poetic vault because after that, I don't think I'm going to publish any more poetry. I might still perform spoken word, but I'm not going to publish any more poetry uh-huh. after that. Okay. So this is this is like some twenty something odd years of writing, uh, uh-huh. but trying to. <laughs> partition my mind into the the, 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 the proper gear to mm-hmm. write an article. Mash mash the clutch, change gears to write a manuscript. Mash the mash the clutch, change gears to write an organ well, all of the poetry uh has been written just trying to organize it. So you got to have three different gears while you're writing and, and that is the mm-hmm. most challenging. Wow. Uh, you know, I find for me, writing poetry is almost like breathing. It just, it happens. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I'm with you. When I have to write something that is an article for the newsletter at work, as much as I love writing, that is, mm-hmm. it's torture. <laughs> it's hard work. Yep. It is. 
uh, I guess because because uh, it's work, baby. That might be yeah, I think. the reason why it's torture. <laughs> that it's, could be it. It's work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, speaking of writing, uh, you got a, a book called Viral Expressions. I like the word expressions. Uh, what is that about? X means trans, viral transgression. And remember, okay, cool. I have a trilogy. I have a trilogy. The first book of that trilogy was Curse of the Whiskey House. So viral, oh, transgression, yeah, viral transgressions is the follow-up to that. That's the second installment. And I'm now working on the third called Ghost of Ace Honeycutt. Ghost, uh, Ace Honeycutt is a, 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 a primary uh, character in the series. And so uh, the just 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 a real quick description because it gets very in depth. Uh, the the uh, setting is a uh, fictitious town in central Alabama called Lazarus, and there's so much uh, drama going on with the church folk and community people that they're asking the question: uh, Can Jesus save Lazarus again? So. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, I don't want to give away too much of that. I mean, but it's all on Amazon. The reviews and all of that stuff is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, uh, the the book is is about uh, and it's it's got a hint of paranormal in it. So it's it's a fiction thriller, high action, okay. and with a hint of paranormal. Awesome. Yeah, well, I'm glad first. you said something about the order the that they one. go in. I think I probably would have gone for viral transgressions first, so I'm glad I know that Whiskey House goes first. Yep. Curse of the Whiskey House, yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, once once you get the third one out there, I guess I'll have to call you back in and interview you for about for the three for the three books itself. Oh definitely. Is that yeah, gonna sure. be the last one? Do you think it's gonna be the last one, the third one or Go right a fourth one. Yeah, the third, the third, it, it is a trilogy, so the third one is going to be the last one for that series, yes. Okay. I like mine because I'm on the fourth book. It'll probably be a five mm. and a six. So, but it's a okay. soap opera, black soap opera. Yeah. Um, Mark, you do so many, like, like Seth said, you do so many things. And I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. uh, when I first heard the first CD and that mm-hmm. song was it Breathe? One you was yeah trying to catch your breath. I I love that song. That song. And then also there was another one about uh, how kids would act and how your mama would whip you for saying something back to her or something like, to that effect. I like that song yeah. too as well. Yeah, I love that song as well. So when you when you write. Your poetry, do you, because I, I think I asked you this a long time ago, but do you go with the feel of the beat or you go with what you already wrote? Because I'm sure you got about, see, I got a whole big case of just writing mm-hmm. from when I was young, from 12 to now. Different uh, lyrics, different poetry little sets that I wrote. And I know you got it too, probably a whole three or four suitcases full. But did you go back and 
at what you already written and just piece it to the music, or do you write something totally new against the music? That's probably what you I mean, do because pre- you write all the time. I mean, yeah, some things are written and but will never be produced. Uh, other things are written can be applied to a beat, and then sometimes uh, I write to a beat. So I try to I try to keep it versatile. Uh, because I, I think right. that uh, that is one of the purest ways in which art can be created. If uh, you are you you know you you're in a position in which you're constantly evolving, and you're not necessarily comfortable per se. Uh, you know when you to, right. to me the best art is created when routines are broken. And you outside the box, and 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 you're doing things in an unorthodox fashion. Uh, to me, to me, that is uh, when when the best uh, art is created. And I want to thank you for letting me uh, put that song out that we did together years ago. That you talking about it's very possible, God Almighty, that uh, there could be a first black president. And we were talking about that in 2006 before Obama got in. Right, right. On yes, yep. Yeah, which is, yes, which is really almost Negro Damas of us uh, that we did that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, right. for real, because we predicted that two years ago, man. <laughs> right. Uh, I wanna, and sure I, I'm going to tell you right now, I got a lot of stuff that you came in the studio and just recorded with me under a beat. I'm getting ready to put that out on one of my CDs as well. And I'll and okay, I'll cool. again. But but your name is already on out there, so all I had to do was put your name on there, and boom, it came up on uh, Spotify, and you was right there, right there on there. So I was like, I didn't need the number or anything. I just needed your name on there to make sure they knew who it was. Cool, uh, cool. I want to say thanks, yeah, that, thanks for up. that, too. Um, hey, the man, next song yeah. I want to play, yeah. uh, Island Fire. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it should okay. be a reggae, a reggae joint to me. That's what I'm thinking, but maybe I might be all the way wrong. Well, uh, well why don't we just let you see if you're going to be right? Okay, let me see. This is Mark Lacey. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to see. Even though we on radio, I'm going to see uh, Island Fire. Yeah. Here we go. Right. <laughs> I mean burning water Wherever she does, backstroking Creating a steamy stream with no evaporations within my dream Only cooperation with my fantasies When she struts, the ground is moving Leaving her voluptuous footprint Helping me to find her The bad boy in me wants to grind her Take baby oil and shine her Then later on remind her what made her take a nap in the first place Worst case scenario She could be my island queen and I her daddy-o We don't have to go inside, we could chill on the patio Run consuming, blue 
the temperature is booming. The dance hall beat is hitting. She got that island fine design. The hips are gyrating with no quitting. Got me sitting on the dock by the bay. But today, I'm not wasting time. You can do what you want to with yours. But I'm taking advantage of mine. CO2 could not put out her island fire. H2O evaporates like wetness within a dryer. Her finest has me thinking which way is up like Richard Pryor. She's an explosive queen from the Caribbean. Not even Billy's oceans could swim me in. But I gladly tread the ways, the ways that fine specimen makes my nature rise. And those pretty eyes are to die for. Um, I cannot wait to pick up uh, at least one of your books of poetry. 
And I, I guess I'm just going to have to get that uh, uh, trilogy, the first two, and uh, you know, wait mm-hmm. for the second or the third one when it comes out. Um, I, I love listening to you. I love your creativity. That last one, that you know, old school again. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> you be jealous. Do. Uh, Thank you so, so much. I, I sincerely appreciate uh, you know any any time you know as an artist. Uh, people partake of your your uh, products. I mean, you know, it's definitely a blessing. You know, more yeah. sets of ears on it. You know, just makes it uh, worthwhile for sure. Much appreciated. Sure, absolutely. So Thank you. Uh, we go back like bocce ball, uh, black and white TV, uh, all mm-hmm. that. We go back a long way, right. brother. And I appreciate you for coming through. I mean, you got so many projects. As I looked at it, I was like, I look at, got them on a Thursday, you know. So I appreciate you coming, doing your thing, man, and uh, continue the success and stay safe, my brother. Hey, likewise uh, to you both. Um, please tell your wife I said hello, man. And uh, I definitely will. You know, is I always appreciate your friendship. You know that, and you know, ever, ever since. Uh, we uh, became, uh, uh, I guess, acquainted uh, back in the A, back in 05 at, at for Sisters Only. You know, that was uh, definitely a marquee moment for me as an independent artist when somebody believes in you enough to, who doesn't even know you to come up and, and purchase your products, man. You know, that, that uh, will always place in my heart and in my mind. So, you know, I always appreciate that, man. But uh, it, it's always a blessing yeah, to talking to you. And 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 tell us like so appreciate uh, talking to you as well. Thank you. And 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 like I wish dog. you both nothing but blessings. And yes, everybody, please stay healthy, man. Please, whatever you do, please oh, do God, those best yes. practices. Stay healthy and stay safe. Um, Tess, I appreciate your. You, you have you definitely have that that broadcast voice. And and so that that's. Uh, <laughs> You know, hey, hey, you look. That's you might be the next uh, uh, Gail King voice interviewing R. Kelly. Okay, I don't think I've got. You know, I, I don't. I don't have the sit down, Robert. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, hey, you never know. Y'all, y'all trying to kill me, man. You never know. But no, but seriously though, that that was a joke. But seriously though, Tess, I mean, you you, you got the voice. Thank you. You got the voice, yeah. So, um, and uh, the last song I, Tess, I can't wait to make make more tracks again, man. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we got to, man. I I just send you some music and you just pick and choose. You want to do That's that? What's up? We'll uh, do. Say less. Smooth massage. That's the name of the song. Yep, and and as usual, I will let the song speak for itself. All right. But we're going to play that and let it in. Thank you again, Mark. Uh, Also, tell the people where they can hit you up at. Get your stuff. I forgot that part. Okay. You got to put that out there. All of my products are available on Amazon. You can just do a search, Mark Lacey, and uh, visit marklacey.com, M-A-R-C-L-A-C-Y.com. Follow me on IG, M-A-R-C, underbar L-A-C-Y. Same with Twitter. And you can also join me on Facebook, uh, M-A-R-C-L-A-C-Y. Nice. 
Again, thank again, thank you, Mark Lacey. Again, thank you, Tess, for coming in. We need to do this more often. Like I said, hit me in the head and let me know. Hey, Tess, I need to be on the show. Okay, let's do it. You know, I got somebody you need to talk to. Okay? You got it. You got it. Here we go. This is Mark Lacey, Smooth Massage. I just like to say there's nothing more soothing than a smooth lyrical massage. Just open up your mind and ears like a garage and let the mellowness in. And if your thoughts had a face, they grin. Just act like your memory bank is a record and let it spin like a spree well. After going 100 to zero in the midst of the smoke trail. Note that if this were a train, it wouldn't derail. Just put on your conductor hat and let it ride. Don't forget to call, text, and email. Do tell how you're sitting on the throne of your zone. And now you're talking sweet harmonic melodies like thugs from bone. It goes on and on and on. It keeps up so much noise that you may want to spy on yourself like a drone. Stone free is what you're feeling. Saying a deep revival prayer is how you're kneeling. And if you felt any pain before, now you're healing. Fishing in a sea of happiness as your rod is reeling in euphoric moments, hours, days, and weeks while your eyes are closed and your face sneaks in a grin to the chagrin of unhappiness. Happy and blessed is the mood. Rude are the awakenings to bad vibes. The votes are in and you won by a landslide. United are your senates and congresses. Running but stunning are your sinuses. All of your enemies are little peanuts, Lucy's, Charlie's, and Linus's. But you're cool with Snoopy and Woodstock like Hendrix, Credence, and the airplane in Joplin. The blues are permeating, shooting like kings with BBs and handies, the WC. But what you see may not necessarily be what you get. And I'm telling you that you ain't seen nothing yet. And before I forget, I need to remind you that this is a smooth lyrical massage. It's working, perking, and not twerking like Minaj. Prettier than the Taj Mahal. More precious than any fond memory that you can recall. See, all I'm trying to do is whip up some lyrics that will take you and keep you in Fantasy Island. You are currently being slapped by Fantasy's hand. And if you hang around a little while longer, you'll be introduced to Fantasy's plan. Grand are the babies creating melodies and giggling, tickling ivories and riddling, rhyming, climbing and finding every happy ending that has a happy beginning. Sending you to paradise in your paradise, rolling 7-Eleven and angels from heaven are in close proximity to protect you, cherish you, and to nurture you with remnants of a smooth massage. (laughs) 